This episode of Country Squire Radio is brought to you by Missouri Meerschaum. We thank them for supporting this show, and we thank you for supporting them. You're listening to Country Squire Radio. Welcome to Country Squire Radio. I'm Bo. And I'm John David. JD! Hey, Bo. Good afternoon, man. Man, good afternoon to you too, sir. How you doing this week? I'm uh, I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm, I'm gonna be okay. I'm I'm yeah. I'm gonna I'm 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 falling apart. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no we're so, we're gonna make it, man. It's just uh, this is a this is a tough season. There's way too much going on, and um, there's a lot of a lot of difficulty in life right now. But you know what? We're we're doing okay. We're gonna make it. <laughs> yeah. So obviously, elephant in the room. This is coming at folks a day late and a dollar short. But we are we are here and happy to present the uh, the content for you. As John David said, it's been a <laughs> <laughs> uh, an interesting, interesting week and in trying to get the uh, recording schedule all hammered out. But you know what? We are yeah. here and I think we got a pretty, pretty amazing show for y'all. So oh, that's uh, going to be fun. Yeah, it, yeah. it is going to be a fun show. <laughs> all right, man. So it should, should be a lot of good. Before we do that, though, there is a little bit of housekeeping items we need to take care of. Last week, we had the International Pipe Smoking Day special, which was uh, a lot of fun to do. We talked about pipe smoking, Steve. We had, I mean, it was, it was kind of a, it's kind of a, a party, you know, with the, with the it listeners. Was. We had some great, great uh, fun and, and some wonderful letters that we read. And of course <laughs> the, uh, you know, pipe smoking, Steve artwork competition. Uh, and you know, we, we named a winner, uh, Joe Marty. Now, now Joe, uh, I think was, was fairly taken back by this. Now I, he, he seemed to be under the impression that we were going to have like an award ceremony and, oh. and, you know, you and I, man, we, we, you know, we, we, we aim to deliver. So we, we got on our tuxes and everything else. And so we, we, we want to make sure that he gets his due. Uh, however, he, he's, he's written in his award speech, um, his acceptance speech. <laughs> you you want to read this real quick for Joe? Yeah, I, I think, I think you should. <laughs> so here, here we go. Here's, here's what he said. Esteemed colleague. Uh, people often say it's an honor just to be nominated. That may be true, but from my new vantage point, winning is really where it's at. My word, I have so many people to thank before the music plays me off, but let me just say for now, thank you for all the support for my now award-winning art. My children are so proud of me. They didn't even kick my shins this afternoon, and my wife graciously allowed me to sleep indoors for one night uh, on the couch, but still... (laughs) I'm so happy to be chosen. Thank you. And again, that is from Joe Marty, award-winning artist, which is accurate. <laughs> Music playing him off, right? Yeah, definitely playing him off. Definitely all the way that's off. Uh, that's hilarious, man. Joe, man, we, we're just grateful you participated, dude. We uh, we loved your artwork. We thought it was um, epic. And um, it, it, yeah, I mean, like and, epic in a sense. Yeah, sure. And, and now, and now you were now you were an award winning artist, and that yeah. that is that is something you can proudly proclaim. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> By all means, you can quote us on it. Uh, so, Joe, That's thank right. you so much for that. And again, uh, congratulations <laughs> to everybody who, who was nominated. <laughs> Y'all are awesome. Uh, you know, speaking of some awesome people, man, we got to give a shout out to the awesome people making the show happen at patreoncom slash Country Squire Radio. Yeah. Uh, we've got man, we've got a number of new members joining oh, the so country cool man we're so so grateful that's right man the joining uh the country squire radio international pipe club at the squire level we've got matt matt ask matt ask matt ask well, you <laughs> I, I feel like i should askew his name by saying matt ask who and then and ask him who we should ask but i guess the answer is matt uh we also have uh sean McHale. sean michael thank you for As, joining sean michael <laughs> That's right. As well as Jacob Waldron of the North. Yes. Yes. Yeah. 
See, I didn't mess up the name, but it sounds like Warden. And so it makes it more epic because it's Jacob Waldron of the North, right? Oh, I was yeah. wondering what your angle was there. Okay. Yeah, that was that was it. I had to, <laughs> I had to get a little creative there. Uh, also, man, we got a new pilgrim as well. Uh, Edward Olson, who is the third and lost Olson twin. Now, I know you'd think that oh. would be a triplet, but no, he right. is actually the third of the Olsen twins. He's just long lost. And, and, and that makes sense. And only Edward knows why. So, uh, thank you so much for uh, your support of the show. Just, guys. Y'all it's, are it's quite a pedigree. You know, it really, it really is a, a lineage, you know, that now we're blessed with on, uh, on country square radio. So it's true <laughs> and to, to Matt, Sean, Jacob and Edward, thank you so much for, uh, joining the country square radio international pipe club. So glad to have you. And, um, man, we, we appreciate all those folks over at patreon.com slash country square radio. That's right. All right. We've got a fun episode today, or at least I think it's fun. I think this is going to be fun. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> right, you're, so you're just going to learn. You're a student today, right? That, well, I'm always, I am the eternal student. <laughs> I am always the voice of the new pipe smoker. I am always the voice of the, uh, the ignorant. And you are the, you know, the, the wise learned voice of the seasoned tobacconist who is always bringing <laughs> that knowledge. And, you know, this, this is, I, you know, I, there, there, there is going to be some reveals, I think, that comes here, but it becomes at no surprise for longtime listeners of the show. People are aware of my ignorance. You know what I mean? Like I get to mispronounce words <laughs> and, and, you know, sometimes every once in a while we'll get that letter like, Bo, you do such a good job of, of feigning ign- ignorance. There is no feign. There is, no, 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 no. I have, I have the memory of a fruit fly. And, and so I'm very, I mean, like we've got longtime listeners who I still butcher their names for new listeners that don't realize this. There's a reason I now try to intentionally butcher people's names. It's to try to hide the fact that I, I typically don't intentionally butcher people's names. That's right. That's exactly yeah. right. So if you have an easy name, we're, we want to make you feel part of the club. Exactly. <laughs> we want you to, you to feel welcome by messing up your name. That's how we do that. But anyway, uh, so this, this last best year, now every single year we do a um, best of uh, in, in kind of the pipe world and industry yeah, and, and that yeah. sort of thing. Done it, it for the it last kinda, co- we talk about the Oscars with, uh, you know, Joe Marty, but it kind of, it kind of <laughs> right. it, it has become the, uh, the poor man's Oscars for the pipe community. Right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> to, be fair, to be fair, this, this is the, the, the best of is really the Oscars. I would say the, uh, the international pipe smoking day award, uh, or uh, art pipe smoking Steve award is more, more like the golden globes, but I mean, still an award. I mean, like, <laughs> He can claim that, you know what I mean? Like he can, he can definitely claim that. But, oh my! Uh, yeah, no, no, no. The uh, the best of is is certainly the the Oscars to be sure, and uh, and you know it's been a lot of fun. We it's grown over the years, and people have really uh, you know responded quite well. Uh, and you know as something becomes more popular, John David, uh, it it not only attracts those that like get behind it and are really excited for it, but it, but it also attracts the common um, I don't want to say troll. Uh, but, but, but what's, what's like a, what's like a hair above a troll? Like, you know, a little bit more, an ogre maybe? No, what, someone that's, someone that's enthusiastic. Yeah, Um, an orc. There you go. (laughs) Like, 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 uh, not necessarily a troll, not somebody who's doing this to be mean, but somebody who's just doing it to be a little, little, a little trolly. All right, it's it's a troll. So it attracts the trolls, right? And one of the categories, of course, in fact, in all of our categories, we had a few people who just wrote in uh, ridiculous, uh, ridiculous entries, uh, which know, is fantastic. Some, and of course, we you know encourage ridiculousness because I we mean, are who yeah, we are. to an extent, it's to like an extent. it's 
It's like the seasoning. I wouldn't want it for the full meal, but yeah, no, a little bit of ridiculous is great. Uh, you know, like you can't, you can't. Thirty people writing in Brian Levine is a little much, but <laughs> beyond that, uh, when it came time for like pipe carver of the year, uh, one name did come up quite a bit, and not Brian Levine. Uh, somebody who, up until this point, John David, I confess, I was unaware of their contributions to the yeah. pipe world. I was so yep. taken back when we when this name came up because I, I was I was curious. I was like, you know, we we talk about some major industry names. This this person's name and is so lost. prolific. Yeah, right. And right. I, I I didn't. I was like, this is no Max Stokelby. I don't know. I don't know who this. You know, <laughs> like I, this is not a name I know. This is no Eric Nording. Why why, why do I not know this? I, John David felt embarrassed for my lack of knowledge and and in my ignorance i felt like this needed to be uncovered and that is the esteemed and well known by anybody in the pipe world pipe carver uh that of glenn now to be clear that's glenn <laughs> with a g l y n yeah glenn glenn right how else yeah. would you spell glenn right well i am dyslexic so i can't even answer that properly yes glenn pipes man we're talking about glenn pipes this week john david who is glenn yeah th- this is this is fantastic i i just I, I have been chomping at the bit to discuss this and uh, you know, for weeks now, we finally have, uh, you know, done our homework enough to uh, kind of circle the wagons and make sure we do this uh, particular pipe carver justice. But um, yeah, you know, it, it, Bo, it, we're, we're going to talk a lot about art and and uh, art as a uh, a medium of emotion today. Ooh, okay. All right. <laughs> and, wow. Um, yeah, this so is getting a little deeper than I thought. It, that. Okay. Yeah, it, it, it's going to be something. But, you know, have you ever beheld a work of art that um, you know, was so beautiful or maybe ahead of its time mm. or or even controversial or provoking mm. that it evoked these extraordinary emotions in you. You know, you ever uh, maybe been to an art gallery or an exhibit where, um, you know, you saw something so exquisitely beautiful or, or, or on the other end, abhorrent, you know, something mm. that was just detestable to the senses that, that you walked away with this image kind of burned in your mind and um, your conscious was le- conscience, consciousness was left in a... Um, um, maybe a fog of, of beauty, this kind of sereneness, or or maybe under a, a spell where you're just kind of repulsed to the point of, uh, you know, experiencing trauma, you know, something that just affected you, you know, wow. to the core, yeah. Um, yeah. you know, gone gone to one of these, uh, you know, some place where you see these famous artists or whatever. And, and so such is the nature of, of Glenn Pipes, wow. <laughs> such wow. is the nature of Glenn Pipes, um, you know. Let me let me just interrupt. Let, let me start all this off by saying I am not a pipe maker. I have never been a pipe maker. <laughs> I I do not aspire to be a pipe maker. Um, I can only guess how difficult uh, the modern pipe maker. You know how how difficult the experiences are of the modern pipe maker. Thinking about selecting briar. You know determining the shape, balancing personal taste with. Uh, you know, the, the smoker's sensibility and the, the marketability of a pipe, how quick it's going to sell, you know, wrestling with the quality of the material and the sourcing and, and all this, um, you know, this other stuff, developing a, a, a niche for yourself within the entire design uh, world out there with pipes. And so, you know, the, I just want to go ahead and say that there, there's so much, I want to say, I don't know. I, I get it. I don't, I get that. I don't get it. I'm not a pipe maker. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. What you're about to say is you are about to step in as a critic of a space that you have no right 
you know, at least no no internal rights critique. No, no, that's that's right. That's right. And some people in the pipe world have kind of made their name on that. They're not pipe makers, but they're pipe critics. They're pipe consumers, and 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 maybe they only consume high end pipes, and so they have a lot to say about. Uh, you know, if if you go to some of these uh, you know pipe shows, you'll 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 meet these people who um, you know are kind of known as the pipe critics, and they you know have a lot to say about someone's uh, button work or someone's uh, stem work or uh, you know. Materials they put on the shank cap or any of this kind of stuff. So, so anyway, I you know I I don't want to come across as that, but also just you know I I don't know I'm not a pipe maker. Um, so enter Glenn Morris pipes. <laughs> uh, mm. Several years ago, these rough hewn pipes uh, started appearing on eBay. And when I say rough hewn, I'm trying to I want to try to describe this adequately. You've got these blocks of of wood. Uh, it's presumably briar um, that were incredibly rustic, and they would pop up occasionally. These large, bold chunks of briar, uh, generally unfinished-looking, uh, featuring harsh angles, misaligned drilling. You know, while being paired with ill-fitting pre-made vulcanite stems that still, hmm. you know, sported the seam lines from where the the rubber was poured into the production mold, and I mean, just very. Very rustic. <laughs> okay. Okay. And uh, the the pipes were um, the pipes were charming. They, they were they were charming pipes, and um, and and they were expensive for what they were, and and they were all marked Glen G L Y N. Huh. And so we've all seen pipes out there, right? That you know have had this kind of uh, you know well that's 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 charming, or you know that's kind of uh, you know a nice artisan pipe that's you know. Uh, you know, a local craftsman would make and, you know, you, but you think, well, well, is, is that something I really want to pay 65, 70, 80, 100 bucks for uh, that type of thing? And so it'd be easy to pass these kind of pipes by. Um, and, and, you know, the advent of online forums and Facebook groups where pipe smokers could gather, but also engage in merciless critique of pipe makers, <laughs> right, right, <laughs> and yeah. tobacconists for that matter, and tobacco. Yeah, I was about to know? say it's not I like mean, you're well, not you're not free of criticism yourself. Yeah, it? it's ex- it's exactly right. You know, it's like these. Uh, you know, the the trolls uh, have these forums now, and it's like, well, you know, we're we're it's like the pipe locker room. You know, we're going to get together and we're just going to drag these pipe makers through the mud, and so and so you get these interesting, charming Glen pipes that that are out that have these uh, misaligned drills and the the pre made vulcanite stems that don't. Uh, fit and all these other things and so uh, and and you know at the price points they're worth they just kind of evoke uh, uh, you know a discussion <laughs> a certain a certain glenness all right wait, hang on back up just a quick second because you mentioned yeah. that they were the the pipes were marked with with you know g-l-y-n was that an acronym we believe glenn is actually a person we, we believe okay. glenn is actually a person we believe his name is glenn morris um, and we don't have a lot of uh, understanding about why that is. Uh, apparently, he was from Cape Cod, Massachusetts, and uh, some little details eventually would pop up on some, uh, you know, some of the listings that that you would find. But but honestly, we don't. Uh, Glenn has been absent from the pipe community. We don't know who Glenn is. Wow. I mean, like, is there a shame? Yeah. So well, and, and has so he been? Is, has he been? Can, did pipe culture cancel him? Did did he get pipe culture canceled? I, wow. I don't. I don't know. You know, uh, Glenn pipes were and they are because of this a mystery. Who is Glenn? Right. Where did he come from? Is it a they? Uh, does does he still make pipes? Uh, 
you know, what got him into the hobby, uh, you know, all, all these kind of things. The answers uh, have been in short supply over the years. And so, mm. um, you know, eventually these listings popped up featuring, uh, you know, a little more detail. Like I mentioned, you had this, uh, you know, uh, Artisan Glenn from Cape Cod, Massachusetts. Occasionally they'd pop in his last name, which supposedly was Morris. Uh, you know, uh, or occasionally they would uh, mention, uh, you know, the pipe carver from the 1970s. There's even, uh, if you go on Pipepedia, there's there's two pictures of a Glen pipe on there, uh, and, and it mentions something from the 1970s. Um, you know, it seemed to make some sense, this Cape Cod thing. A lot of his, uh, you know, pipes would feature these very rustic <laughs> images, hmm. maybe of a, of, a, of a kind of a nautical theme. They would have maybe a little etching of a sailboat or a fish oh, or, okay. or even a seagull, something of that nature. And so, um, you know, that's pretty much all we got. That's that's pretty much all we had on Glen and Glen pipes is you know just these pipes that were rough hewn and uh, right angles and and um, not necessarily uh, lined up appropriately. But you'd find them in you know pretty regularly on on you know the uh, various shopping places where you would buy uh, pipes online. And so that's really all we had, and it was just kind of interesting until. Uh, the internet had its say. Right. <laughs> and that, that is always what happens. So Glenn uh, Pipes became a thing. And and one of the original, frankly, one of the original pipe memes uh, was born. You know, it, it's wow. it's interesting. We think about, I mean, stepping in, yeah, we're, we're talking about these pipes and they're, uh, you know, interesting and, uh, you know, maybe a little rough around the edges, but, but it became a thing. And, and, and this was kind of early on in the pipe, uh, you know, online community where, um, you know, things, uh, you know, they, uh, gather all this momentum and before you know it, people are, uh, you know, it's, um, it's, it's the meme, right? It's that thing that, you know, mm -hmm. folks kind of gather around. And so, um, and, and, and so now we're left with these, these pipes that are marked Glenn that we don't know much about. And they represent in the pipe community equal parts, uh, history and intrigue and, um, and, and mystery, humor, uh, a lot of irony and uh, confusion and satire and uh, and and love, you know, love for pipe smoking and and um, you know, it's just it's just really interesting. And so, um, as forums would occasionally, you know, have fun at the expense of the up and coming pipe maker, um, you know, these novice pieces of art where you know were often compared to Glenn pipes. Well, oh well, you know, new pipe maker. That's you know that's decent, but it's certainly it's certainly no Glenn. You know, um, it, it's kind of <laughs> oh, kind of man. where we go with that. So, you know, it, right. well, you know, you, you could really take some cues from the master artisan Glenn, which, you know, this, this and this. And so and, and of course, you know, folks were quick to take pictures of, uh, you know, Glenn pipes that they'd seen online. And um, it, some of the most, uh, you know, uh, uh, kind of uh, no holds bar uh, you know, references to this would be would be when the um, ostentatious or perhaps pompous pipe smoker uh, would post his highly curated photos of their Dunhill collection, or you know, all their Caviches and Radiches and all this kind of stuff, and mm -hmm. um, you know, and how. Um, you know, it very trying to you know portray the sense of sophistication and all this, and then the the uh, you know the pipe uh, mob would come in and and you know basically you know in essence it channeled their inner sarcastic clown lying in wait that would uh, be quick to showcase their uh, superior collection of Glen pipes, which uh, you know would <laughs> you know will take you know your Dunhills are beautiful and yeah all their you know. 
uh, stems were cut from, you know, this uh, Cumberland material that, you know, was blessed by Queen Elizabeth herself. But but look at this Glen pipe, you know, it's yeah. got a it's got a metal shank that uh, still has a, you know, a, a bolt and washer connected to the end of it. It's just it's exquisite. <laughs> it's like, bro, do you even Glen? Come on, man. Yeah, do you even Glen? Do you even Glen? So um, man, folks would brag about the artisanship of their small batch pipes, but only to have their their bets raised by these proud Glen enthusiasts showcasing <laughs> the superiority of their Glen pipes, uh, their uncentered tobacco chambers, misaligned draft holes, uh, external blemishes and pits, often, you know, as big as craters, um, ill-fitting stems, the pipe proportions that are often, you know, seen as, as undesirable or clumsy stems that show manufacturing artifacts. I mean, it's just on and on, right? <laughs> right, right. Wow. And so just this beautiful uh, thing. And, and, and so again, this has kind of become this, uh, this thing within the pipe community. And then, um, and then there are the lines, there are the lines that are featured on a Glen pipe. And when I say that, how do I describe the iconic lines of a, of a Glen pipe? Um, you know, with a normal rustication uh, on on pipes, a lot of times the carver will take a uh, some type of tool or implement to uh, you know put these delicate or thoughtful divots in the side of a pipe in order to perhaps hide a flaw or um, you know some you know some type of design that would add a little texture to the exterior of the pipe. But but the Glen rustication truly is. Um, it, it, it is very, it's very notable. It's immediately recognizable. Uh, the normal rustication would be tiresome and uninspiring, but the lines, these lines, imagine if you will, running a garden rake through, you know, a patch of unadulterated sand and, 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 and yet, and yet you need to take the rake tines the the little the the rake the fork of the rake and and bend half of them <laughs> and maybe grind maybe grind a couple down uh, you know yeah. to stumps perhaps and then a well-loved uh, rake a well-loved rake one that's been used and and maybe you got caught in the lawnmower a time or two and um you know maybe and, and then with the sand you know maybe it, how it was unadulterated well maybe Maybe adulterated a little. <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> throw, throw some pebbles in, you know, do do it. Uh, and, and for good measure, maybe just do it while you're drunk, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and, and so it, the Glen pipe texturizing method is is born. Uh, and, and so you have this uh, this interesting um, exterior to these uh, to these meme pipes that, uh, th- you know, that come along. So you can imagine with the advent of social media, right, you've got these pipes that have all these charming features uh, to them that we're describing, again, not coming from a pipe maker. I'm sure Mr. Glenn or Mrs. Glenn, wherever you are, uh, would would make a much superior pipe to mine. But, you know, imagine with social media, the positive feedback loop that happens when you you get in these uh, echo chambers of the internet, right? <laughs> and so the story of Glenn became, uh, it, you know, what tales do nowadays. It 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 went off the rails, right? <laughs> so, right. Uh, you know, Glenn the the Glenn lore was born. We have uh, stories about Glenn, his uh, his craft, his uh, you know his character. Stories about. Uh, you know the feats that he went through as a uh, as a young man, as a pipe maker, as uh, as as a uh, a hero uh, from his uh, geography. You know, just uh, this very 
uh, lofty individual that, that we frankly don't know much about. And so kind of a Paul um, Bunyan esque type. Exactly. Of, uh, tall tale. It, yeah. it, that, that, that's exactly right. Do you, you want to read? We, we've got uh, several um, folks to kind of comment on this. Do you want to yeah. read? Uh, the first one comes from Mark VV, uh, his comments after he uh, bought several Glenn pipe bowls. Okay. <laughs> well, you know, you know, Mark V VV is is uh, is not one to be outdone when it comes to a pipe collection. So, let's see what Mark had to say. These pipe bowls—they honestly defy characterization. The jagged rustication imparted upon these pipe bowls with such specific and intentful skill is like none other. Ardor, Costello, Dunhill—all the big names could learn a thing or two from the carver. There is, dare I say, a charm about these. Sp- specimens. They lack refinement, but I say that adds to the character of the Glen Pipe Bowl. Pits and blemishes are left in full view. Chunks of briar are simply cut off and odd angles giving the whole aesthetic an obtuse appearance, <laughs> an abstract appearance, much like if Picasso were a woodcarver. Wow. <laughs> Wow, that's 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 beautiful right there. I and so I, I can see what you're saying. Art. Yeah, yeah I mean, he, you know, he he's trying to capture, you know, the the uh, the the essence of the Glen Pipe. You know, right, our, yeah. our friend Luis Mazura, a uh, longtime listener, we've had him on the show before. You know, he he builds on the lore of the Glen Pipe. Lane sold Sheraton uh, to uh, after learning that the up and clumber Glen Morris. Uh, was getting into pipe making and they knew that, you know, they'd never truly be able to compete with his prowess. You know, uh, mm. Lloyd Lindley uh, writes in the early 1970s, Glenn developed the classic uh, from another era line of pipes. Uh, now these pipes may look rugged, uh, rough, and even a burden to the eyes, but they are meticulously crafted from the highest quality Algerian briar using tools that are truly from another era. Wow. You know, the community began to make much of this, you know, Glenn signature line of rustication, right? Uh, Read uh, read what Jeremy has to say. All right. This is what Jeremy's got. He says, the the beaver rustification method was born. Jeremy. Oh, Uh, oh, you're going to have to help me with his name, though. Yeah. Jeremy Jeremy Feliciano. Okay. Well, Jeremy reports, the rustic beaver form is a style in which one must quite literally trap and train a wild beaver to rough cut a pipe stumble without getting too carried away, of course. Think of it like falconry, but teaching a falcon to make art. It's incredibly time intensive and takes years to build that kind of trusting relationship with a beaver. (laughs) Wow. I mean, I I never knew, John David. I never knew. Yeah, and it's, so the 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 legend, you know, this this understanding of the beaver rustication method, where you know, with forget the the rake with the broken tines and the and the you know adulterated sand, we've got we've got story now about how this happens, and it's trained and, beavers, and, and it's the trained beavers that that are found. Lindley, uh, who we talked about earlier, also writes: uh, legends say that Glenn fashioned a special drill bit from an actual beaver tooth, uh, resulting in a perfectly shaped chamber uh, that is rough cut, allowing for a a cake layer to form easier and stronger inside the bowl. (laughs) And so for the primitive rustication... Intentionally, uh, wow. It's all intentional. See, Uh, for the primitive rustication, he had quite the unique approach that cannot be replicated. Uh, He would leave the pipe stumbles leaning against a pine tree near a small stream or his workshop for the beavers to gnaw on as the tree 
um, as they fell a tree. And so the next morning, Glenn retrieves these perfectly rusticated stumbles, uh, ready to be fit with the perfect stem. And, um, and so there you have it. Uh, mm. Folks, you know, continued uh, building upon this to opine uh, about the level of artistry seen in Glenn Pipes. Uh, a tobacconist Caitlin Mills, she writes, you know, look, if we're going to talk about Glenn Pipes, then we have to start with his ability to source uh, materials before we even discuss the craftsmanship. I mean, these so... Uh, other so-called pipe makers don't have the cojones to even go out in the wilderness and source their own genuine beaver-chewed logs. I mean, right, the, right. the time and effort to get material is staggering, and that's before he delicately crafts each pipe into the majestic unicorn of splendor. And wow. so, you know, it's just really— uh, uh, you know, the the epic sense in which, you know, the effort he went to source these these materials. Uh, Rob Forbes uh, chimes in. You want to uh, read what Rob has to say? Yeah, Rob says, think the uh, 100% beaver pr- production method may be fiction. Oh, okay, Rob is challenging this. He says, uh, he, he thinks that the 100% beaver production method may be fictional. However, he recently purchased several Glenbriars that were available online and states the mortise and draft hole were not sure what the chambers were drilled with. Trained termites? Oh, okay. Well, there you go. That's that's so, quite the feat. Yeah. So maybe maybe you know it, augmenting the the skill and the effort of the beaver is the humble termite. You know, right? Uh, associated with that. And so Glenn is a as you know we think of the artistry that comes with falconry and and uh, you know and 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 beaver training. You know, maybe there's a, a, a place for the humble termite along with wow. this too. I'm starting to see like Glenn is something of like a like an Aquaman, but instead of fish, just various you know creatures that have connection with wood. No, that's right. That that that's exactly right. And, and really, he's the the whisperer of all this, right? right? Yeah. Um, James Smith writes of Glenn uh, of his sound fundamentals. He says Glenn's off-center drilling actually makes for a cooler smoke. Uh, it's something to do with aerodynamics, according to my engineer friend. But I'm not a scientist, so I can't tell you much more. Um, also, regarding the beaver rustication, uh, there's an enzyme in beaver saliva that reacts uh, with the briar that acts as a that has a curing effect upon the pipe. And so and so, see you 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 realize on and on that uh-huh. um, you know the 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 master of the uh the media itself and and the and the animal kingdom coming to bear upon these pipes it's uh it's it's really quite uh quite quite fascinating um you know with all this expertise and and the commentary <laughs> on Glenn pipes that are out there yes um, the the community became excited and a Glenn Briar became in high demand. Now, th- now this this is real. Okay, okay I'm, so I'm, I was about to say, like, I'm getting right. so confused right now. Like, I keep on hearing different things. I'm like, that's, wait, no, that's not but that's not true. <laughs> See, this is the this is the this is what happens when you talk about Glenn Pipes. It right. it, it, it it fades in and out of this uh, fog of 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 either uh, reality, but but also uh, mystery and and satire and uh, you know a, a a real pipe maker somewhere. It, this is all just it, it's it's the story of Glenn. And so, sure, no, um, the myth know, became legend, and the legend became man, and the man became flesh. And uh, anyway, yeah. So so what? I'm, 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 all right. So so, 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 so what you're about to say, though, we can actually take as this is real. So this with is real. All this, okay. all this stuff we've mentioned, okay, so far in this uh, expose of Glenn Pipes, uh, because of 
of all this stuff we've mentioned, um, the the pipes themselves became in high demand, and all of a sudden, you know, the in 2018, uh, the price of a Glenn Briar quadrupled on eBay. That's that's real. That really happened. <laughs> that's insane. Because that's, that's there like was the, a that's market. Like the GameStop thing. <laughs> it, it is just like GameStop, man. It's just like it. And so there there was a real true market wow. for these Glenn pipes. It was it was um it was amazing. And so uh-huh. uh, folk, folks were hot for these things. The more rustic, uh, you know, and the more uh, quote unquote charming, the the better. You know, the real gems were uh you know were the premium ones that really had those harsh right angles, the crooked stems the right. you know deep beaver scoring uh inside and on the outside of the bowl uh, uneven stains that would come off on your hand gaping holes in the wow. side pipes Goodness. that were clearly unfinished uh, right. they all went for mint you know these pipes were just they were selling for mint and and there was a rush on this uh this um you know these glen pipes and 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 what what was amazing out of all this is because of the enthusiasm glen came out of retirement no, no. <laughs> and, and, and this is, again, this is real, okay? I don't His know pipe, what is and isn't anymore. <laughs> exa- exactly. You, you, you're, you're welcome to the Glen Fog. Uh, okay. He, so all of a sudden, his, uh, the pipes that, uh, that were marked Glen, there, there were new pipes on the market. And so, uh, so he seemingly came out of retirement. His pipes were worth a fortune. And so obviously it's time to make more. Oh and so- gosh. That's this is this has really happened. Someone out there was making pipes with the name Glenn on them to capitalize on the popularity. Was it Glenn? Who knows? But but this really <laughs> happened. <laughs> the artist doubled down on the signature craftsmanship of a Glenn pipe. All the oh uh, all the things that we uh, had mentioned before, and and so was it really Glenn? We we may we may never know. But um, but this is the story of Glenn pipes. The the artisan pipes that are veiled in real mystery, but also embraced by a, a loving fan base. And so, you know, his, uh, his, his legacy is clear. It's, it's interesting. Uh, J- our friend Jeremy goes on to say, anyone can spin a lathe and make a pipe. Heck, there's literally a YouTube video of a monkey making a pipe on a lathe. <laughs> but Mr. Glenn, wow. he is the ultimate pipe making bad A, uh, a true aficionado. Uh, if you put a Glenn pipe side by side with a Tom Eltang and told me I could only choose one i would pick up a missouri meerschaum because i would be unworthy of a glenn pipe um I mean, wow, it, nice, know, nice. this is the this is kind of where this is gone right i mean yeah. it really has it, it's it's just it's just awesome it's the internet and it just it's just beautiful. Uh, Mark VV elaborates uh, upon his experience. The influence that Glenn has had over the wider pipe community is clear. Um, he or she clearly has no shame or hesitation about putting forth challenging pieces of art. There, I said it. Art. Conversations happen almost immediately as I pull out a Glenn pipe, uh, mostly about the lack of stems. But alas, oh, <laughs> that's another challenge that Glenn has imparted on the pipe making community. Uh, yeah, figure and, it out yourself. I, yeah, you just you want a stem? Well, go go make your own stem. Go you make know? your own stem. That's a yeah, <laughs> that's a challenge a stem to smoke a pipe. Yeah, and, uh, he goes on to say, "Stems be damned." Uh, when I get some lovingly crafted, uh, I'll get to smoke these pipes uh, with them. But until then, I'll smoke them unreservedly. I am sure uh, they will smoke. Time will tell. <laughs> Going on, uh, perhaps no one encapsulates the story of Glenn Morris better than James Smith, who we uh, referenced earlier, who who said uh, eloquently. He he eloquently 
eloquently muses about the significance of the master in his work. Uh, quote, in the pipe community, Alpha and Omega, the first and the last letters of the Greek alphabet, are used to designate the comprehensiveness of Glenn. Implying that Glenn, Im- implying that Glenn pipes include all that can be in a smoking pipe. In other words, they are the definitive pipe in all respects. Wow. The pipe that all other pipe makers must aspire to, uh, despite knowing that there is no degree of perfection greater than this, and that their efforts are thus ultimately doomed to futility. Glenn pipes, therefore, signify both the birth and death of pipe making. Wow. <laughs> It's just you know the, the 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 there's just a significance there that you can't unsee. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> and so wow. th- this is the this is the reality of you know you've got this meme pipe maker that um you know it it it's a pipe that you know in, in all reality probably someone that um you know is much more talented than me but um you know maybe is you know he's no uh, again Tom Eltang or you know Jeff Grasick or whoever who uh you know is making these pipes and they show up on the internet for sale at maybe a price that uh that you know most people in the pipe community would would not be willing to pay for for said pipe and so uh, this kind of becomes a thing and it gets a mind of its own and the lore is created and 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 it becomes a, even a commercial thing where people are uh you know vying for these things and outbidding each other on eBay and it's just it's just bizarre and it's real. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Okay. All right. So I, I, man, all right. Question is, um, Hmm. How do I say? All right. So, 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 so the first appearance of the OG Glenn pipes was circa what year you said? Well, they, they first started getting, I'm not positive, but they first started getting popular on, uh, you know, forums as far as something that was shared, um, about, you know, seven or eight years ago. And right, right, so right, right, th- right. This was something that would just kind of pop up occasionally here and there. And then the, the real heyday started happening, you know, you, maybe uh, maybe three or four years ago. Where you well, really so here's my question. Here, here's yeah. really what I'm asking. Is is yeah. it possible, is it possible that these Glenn pipes predate us? Like, is it possible that the, the original, like, like inspiration that Glenn, is, is it possible that Glenn's, like, hasn't been with us for a hundred years? Yes. That, see, that's the thing that like these are real, like someone made these pipes and then put them in his, his or her name is, is Glenn. Right. Uh, uh, assuming, you know, assuming and, right. and then put them out on the internet to sell, or perhaps this person made a bunch of pipes uh, that one of the uh, places online says that they were made in the seventies. And so, you know, ma- these pipes were made and then, uh, and, and then folks had maybe some Glenn pipes that were sitting around and, um, and, and so they, uh, you know, put them up for sale once the internet became a thing and pipe selling on eBay became a thing. And so you had all these 1970s Glenn pipes for sale. And, okay. um, you know, Glenn, Glenn may have been, is, is someone that was deceased years ago. You know, this, there's no telling. There's and no by the telling. way, by the way, there is a Glenn, if you, if you Google Glenn Morris pipes, right. What's awesome about this is there is a, there's a bagpiper named Glenn Morris. Oh, <gasps> Do we? But we don't know. We don't know if he's not the real, real one, though. That surely, surely he's not. But but you don't know. A, you don't know, a, John David. No, I, I don't. I I don't. I I don't have. I don't have a dog in the hunt. But like <laughs> this, this is. There is a Scottish man who plays bagpipes in Great Britain, and his name is Glenn Morris. And you can listen to his videos online. Is it? Is it Glenn? Well, yeah. You, you tell us. No, I mean it, it, cl- cl- clearly. <laughs> we, you, we, you maybe. Talk- 
He maybe is Glenn, Glenn. Maybe Glenn. Maybe Glenn can tell us. But maybe not that Glenn. <laughs> all right. So so all right. This is fascinating because I right. was going to suggest that you know obviously, uh, you have just educated us, those who are un- unaware of Glenn's contribution to the pipe uh, uh, industry community and art form. Uh, and, and, you know, I was going to say like, you know, Hey, look, if Glenn needs to kind of come out of hiding and claim the throne that has rightfully been, been placed before him, that's right. What better place than country square radio? So I just, I wanted to offer up an invitation to our dear brother, Glenn. And look, this will be a safe this will yeah. be a safe place for Glenn. You know, we, we want oh, Glenn. Oh, 100%. Know, yes. Like, again, I'm not a pipe maker. I have never been a pipe maker. I don't aspire to be one. Like, I, yeah. the, the bowls and uh, stem work that Glenn has accomplished are so much superior to anything I could ever produce. Yeah. Um, and, and so we, we would love to have Glenn on the show and, and, and talk about, uh, you know, his or her work. I, I Without fear. Without fear, because like, as you say, this is, this is a judgment place. And I mean, to prove that, I mean, we have had some of the most like, like despicable people on this show, but we have not given them a hard time. Brian Levine. Yeah, You mentioned Brian Levine. Yeah, yeah, we got Brian Levine. (laughs) But but at the same time, John David, we have also had some of the most celebrated and some of our favoritest, most wonderful people on the show, Brian Levine. So so I'm just saying like the bar (laughs) is as low as Brian Levine and as high as Brian Levine. And I'm just saying, that's true. Like not not to make the argument that Glenn doesn't you know surpass one of those bars one way or the other. I'm just saying that we've got a range. We <laughs> got a range Levine from would say, Brian Levine would say you and I actually uh, surpassed the low bar. On, oh, hundred percent. Well, he would side. say we couldn't even reach it because we're so <laughs> we short. Even, right, right. That's exactly right. I'll, I'll leave you with this, and and you know again, Glenn, if you're out there, we would love to hundred uh, percent to know you and have you in, engage with us and the greater pipe community, and uh, th- it would be it would be a fantastic uh, experience for for all of us. Um, I, I'll. I will leave you with this. In 1917, there was a great uh, art exhibition in New York City, and there was a um, the acclaimed French-American uh, Dadaist uh, artist, uh, Henri Marcel Duchamp. Uh, he submitted a work to be judged uh, in this exhibition, and he called it Fountain. Are, are, you familiar, are you familiar with this, Bo? Fountain. No, I don't think so. Okay. It was, it was called Fountain. Um, like a water fountain, but just fountain. Right. Um, and it, it simply was a urinal. And Duchamp su- submitted this urinal uh, that he did not make. It, it was an industrial urinal. He turned it on its side, uh, and then he submitted it as a piece of art for this exhibition. The Dadaists, they, uh, I'm probably not even saying that right, but they, you know, their whole thing was absurdity and kind of right, going against right, the right, grain. Yeah. And this is, you know, just ridiculousness. Uh, this is right after World War One, And so, you know, they're just basically throwing the world away just you know and so he submitted this urinal that he didn't make for an art contest and it was so it was at the time and remains one of the most controversial and provoking pieces of art of the 20th century this very well-known artist he you know you imagine okay you've got uh you know Monet coming to this art, you know, exhibition and, and then Monet unveils his, uh, you know, entry into the contest and it's, it's a urinal. <laughs> right, right, <laughs> and, yeah. and so, you know, it's just, it, it, so when asked about this, he, he said, uh, Duchamp said that his entry into the exhibition, this is his, this is my effort to shift the focus of the art from the physical craft to the interpretation. And mm. so, you know, mm. is this the is this the nature of Glenn's work? We may never know. Um, we, we, but, well, but we'd love to. But we'd love to. And so, mm. um, yeah. So Glenn Pipes, 
There it Glenn is. Glenn Pipes. Wow. <laughs> wow. What an education. You know, here I have been saying forever, we need more pipe lore. And look at me, the ignorant, you know, fool that I am. We've, we've got quite extensive pipe lore. <laughs> so <always>. much. <laughs> so fascinating, man. I, I love uncovering these, uh, these, these, these things and, uh, and, and getting the education uh, from you. You know, it's, it's wild because obviously um, we have, we have, you know, talked about and to some celebrated uh, pipe carvers and crafters in the industry. Those, uh, whom you know exist in in the world of the real, and and whom who exist and whose work is is out there and celebrated, uh, and and you know it's interesting because I feel this weird sense at this moment, right now, this very moment, to make this transition to our good friends at Misery Mirsham. But because <laughs> Glenn can be taken in so many different ways, I don't know how to do so in the most respectful way. So here's what I'm going to do: I am going to tell you that this show is made possible by our good friends at Misery Mirsham. <laughs> That's right. That's right. What? Not even like a smooth transition or reach. No, 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 no. I will not do that to Glenn, nor will I do that to Missouri Meerschaum. I'm just going to go straight corporate. Hey, this show is brought to you by Missouri Meerschaum. No, that, that's that's it. And, and that's you what know, you got to do. I, I was going to say, I, I was going to say, I mean, we, as much as we respect Missouri Meerschaum and other other blue ribbon pipe brands like Dunhill and Cavici and, uh, you know, Costello and all these other uh, people that, yeah, they do a pretty good job. But, you know, they, they may not be a Glenn, but I mean, it, you right. know, but, but it is Missouri Meerschaum, you know, and so right. we do have a lot of respect for them and obviously the importance that they have on making our show happen. So uh, check them out. Uh, they have a beautiful freehand corncob pipe uh, that you can get straight from their uh, website at corncobpipe.com. It's just a really interesting piece. It, it uh, kind of has a jagged top, which simulates the root uh, of the uh, of the briar. But um, man, just a handsome pipe. Uh, available at corncobpipe.com and uh, you can get it straight from the source at Missouri Meerschaum. So um, check it out. We hope you get one and smoke it and we know you'll enjoy it. That's right. And hey, uh, if you are smoking one this week, be sure to take a photo of yourself doing so. Tweet it out to us. We'd love to retweet it out to let the good folks at Missouri Meerschaum know. We appreciate them for sponsoring the show. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Quick fire with the squire. All right, man. Quick fire questions. Ow! 
All right, man. Glenn took up so much of our time, we didn't have time for a question this week, but we got some good ones uh, uh, coming down the way. So for those of you who are thinking like, I've sent you a question. We've got a ton of questions. We're going to get to you, I promise. It's just a l- Glenn, man, he, he required some time. He did. Uh, it could have been a two-parter, <laughs> but we, we, we just didn't have that. <laughs> All right, man. Quick fire questions. This is coming in from DJS, and this is the What Would You Rather Drive edition. All right. Ooh, okay. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Fire truck or bulldozer? Bulldozer. I want to. I want to mess some stuff up. Yeah. Yeah. I, bulldozer. I feel like bulldozer seems cooler, but I like speed. And I mean, there's nothing fast about a bulldozer. I go for a fire truck. Yeah, okay. Be that kid again. You yeah, know, it's got the ladder and you know those water hoses and all that. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. Yeah. So all that's, right. That's fun. Yeah. Plane or helicopter? Plane. I, you know, I've never had an affinity for helicopters. I don't really, you know, huh. I mean, I, I understand why people like them, I guess. But I, yeah, I, I want a plane. Seems like helicopters far more maneuverable and you can kind of land anywhere. You yeah, know, that's true. I think practically speaking, I would like to ride in a helicopter. But if I'm driving it, plane seems like the easier thing to not die. So I'm going to go with plane. Uh, spaceship or submarine? Ten times out of ten, spaceship. I want to go All to space. Way. Oh, it'd be great. Yeah. Yep. Underwater is cool, but no. Uh, yeah, I've got to go to space. Yep. Space! Uh, and then speedboat or yacht? Uh, yacht. I, I I would love a yacht that, uh, well, you know. So what would you rather drive, though, right? Because, I mean, like, you would be the one driving the Everybody oh, else would be partying on the it. yacht. Yeah, well, yeah. I, I guess, no, nah, it's still a yacht, I think. I think the yacht would be uh, larger and therefore maybe a little easier to take, uh, you know, the wake of the sea. And so I'll, I'll go with the yacht. Okay. All right. I mean, I'm going to go with speedboat again just because, again, I like that speed. Uh, <laughs> yacht, <laughs> and for, for similar reasons with the whole uh, helicopter plane, I'd rather, I'd rather ride on the yacht, but, but okay. I'd rather drive the speedboat. <laughs> Uh, and then finally, <laughs> hovercraft or jetpack? Jetpack. I, I have I have dream. I have a recurring dream. I I have a few recurring dreams. These are you know just weird dreams that I have occasionally. Um, and one of them is me using a jetpack. And I don't know where that came from or you know what that's about. But uh, so I just feel that naturally I have to pick jetpack over hovercraft. There you go. I mean, uh, Rocket Man. Uh, yes, <laughs> I too. Would like a jetpack. I think that'd be awesome. Yeah. They like the Rocketeer, which is a movie I saw when I was a kid and have not seen since. Uh, all right. There you go. Quick fire questions. Those are coming in from DJS. Thank you so much for those quick fire questions, DJ. And hey, if you've got some quick fire questions for us, send them in the show. Show at countrysquireradio.com. Again, that is show at countrysquireradio.com. Your thoughts, your comments, listener feedback. Listener feedback. All right. This one is coming in from Michael Horth. Horth? Horth. It's Horth. Yeah. (laughs) Mikael. Uh, What did Mikael Horth have to say? (laughs) Evening, gentlemen. Love the show and recently became a Squire member. Uh, Thank you, Michael, for that. Uh, I love the Squire Select episode with Redemption Rye and Heaven's Door. Uh, Though the part where Bo and John David started debating on whether or not Dylan recorded Knocking on Heaven's Door was quite amusing. Uh, There's another pipe podcast out there that you might be aware of. I'm sure we are. And it seems that the host might have thrown a little shade at our Country Squire boys uh, on this topic, but it's in the subtlest way possible. (laughs) I won't give his name, but it rhymes with Ryan Ravine. (laughs) 
<laughs> on his show this week, he played the original recording of Knocking on Heaven's Door by Dylan. Uh, if wow. you if you never listen wow. to Brian's show, which you, you should, uh, as an aside. You but, absolutely should. Yeah, absolutely yes. should. Brian uh, plays music on, on each show. He's, it's kind of an integral part of his show. It's really neat because it just shows... Um, exposes listeners to, you know, different types of music, but also, um, you know, is really kind of a peek inside Brian's musical tastes, which are very eclectic. It's really, really kind of neat. But anyway, going on, Michael says, uh, on his show this week, he played the original recording of Knocking on Heaven's Door by Dylan, and I can only imagine that Ryan <laughs> was sitting back the entire time grinning to himself about how clever he is. <laughs> And you know that is true. Uh, yes. (laughs) I know the rivalry is very friendly between us and Ryan, or the Country Squire and Ryan, uh, but I hope you won't let him get away with this subtle jab. (laughs) Maybe have John David send him a new blend, but add the tiniest bit of Latakia to it to make him swear on the air that he just loves, and then make him swear on the air that he just loves it. Or state that, uh, (laughs) or just state that Goofy is the mastermind behind all things good at Disney. Either way, I would love listening uh, I love listening to uh, the two guys from my home state. Uh, I moved away 21 years ago uh, and extol the great pleasures of the leaf. Keep it up. Happy puffing. And that's from Michael Howarth. Uh, Michael, uh, number one, thank you. Number two, awesome to know you're a fellow uh legacy Mississippian uh number three whoever this Ryan Ravine is um he's he's um he's on our radar <laughs> yeah no no I think I've heard of him no listen man we've uh, I love I love it friendly rivalry is a is a great way to put it we we absolutely a friend especially emphasis on the friendly like uh, the Pice Magazine radio show, great podcast. If you've not checked it out, we, we absolutely recommend it. Brian, we uh, the, there there is probably few fewer people out there that we love to trade jabs with than uh, than Brian Levine because they are always, but you know, like like respectful and on and on point. But you know, you know what I mean? Like this just Michael <laughs> has a point though. My, I mean, when when he when Brian selected knocking on heaven's door, come on, we for, know what's up for that week's show. You know, like Ryan, how does he say it? Ryan says. Um, he can only imagine that Ryan uh, was sitting back the entire time grinning to himself about how clever he is. Now, you yeah, know, yeah. that's exactly what Brian did. <laughs> that, I mean, look, th- this is the thing. It, Brian uh, or Ryan is, is clearly, clearly a clever person. And nobody knows that more than himself. So that that uh, that is exactly that is exactly what happened. No man, a- absolutely great. Thanks so much for uh, for sharing that, Howard. Uh, we really appreciate it. Uh, man, we also got one in from uh, Gene Boker or Bocker who said, uh, "Have you guys ever done any show on blend uh, blending at home?" After attending my class with Mike Max Stokeby at my local brick and mortar, I've been playing around some. I think it would be interesting to know John David's recommendations on bulk. Uh, to use different key elements, I'm smoking some Bowser's Castle this morning, which uh, I jarred back when I uh, restarted pipe smoking in 2017. Uh, I forgot I, it's I'd forgotten how good it is. And again, that's uh, from Gene. Man, um, we you know back in the day we had a yeah. very short-lived series about home blending. We had a special episode, and then we did kind of a series about kind of making a custom blend yeah. on the podcast, and I, I kind of fizzled a little bit. Um, but I mean, I think it. I think it is worth. It's a topic worth revisiting. If y'all want, if y'all think it's worth revisiting, then then I think we're we're open to it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We have talked about home blending some in the past, but 
um, and some great things. I think what Gene is, you know, kind of specifically asking is like, hey, are there, um, you know, recommendations for these specific bulk tobaccos that you might use for these key elements in blending? Yeah. So, um, so yeah, that might be something we'll uh, we'll revisit. But um, I always encourage people to, you know, get in the kitchen at home with their uh, with their pipe tobaccos that they have, uh, you know, available to them, and um, man, make something up. That's where the fun of all this uh, really comes in. And uh, you know, you can take your pipe smoking experience to a new level just by creating your own recipes and and it doesn't have to be with raw ingredients it can be from you know uh, tobacco blends that are that are already out there even from uh your favorite brick and mortar store all the way to uh your favorite cornell and deal tin or whatever it is so um just dive in and have fun we, we need to talk about it more on the air Absolutely. Well, hey, uh, great listener feedback. And guys, if y'all have got some for us, of course, you can send it in the show, show at countrysquireradio.com. You can also keep up with us throughout the week at Squire Radio on Twitter. Of course, uh, John David is at John David Cole on Twitter and at underscore Country Squire is the show or is the shop's handle. Uh, all that information and more can be found at countrysquireradio.com. Well, man, this one did come out a little bit late this week, but that's not going to be the case uh, for the coming weeks because we we, yeah. we got some we got some fun shows on the way. We got kind of a little bit of a surprise headed your way very very soon um <laughs> and uh and and I, you know i don't want to i don't want to want to jinx it because we've been trying to do some stuff for like the last couple of weeks i know like right nature and everything else just keeps on throwing us off but regardless uh the, these next couple episodes are going to be super special and uh and we're looking forward to uh, getting them out to you on time it's gonna be great <laughs> <laughs> Well, John David, man, this was a great episode to uh, to learn a bit about our uh, our the the folklore, our our hero, uh, a legend, and uh, a statesman, master pipe perhaps maker. we don't yeah. master pipe maker, uh, a a a you know a, 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 perhaps a statue made of briar should be carved in this man's honor, yeah, with you know decorned with all of the various uh, scratches and and rustication the, the, that it would entail. The signature beaver rustication. That, yeah, um, get beaver, like like tame the wild beavers to get right? in there and carve out this this you know carve out the briar statue. Uh, get get integral with the the termites to make sure that at every single level, uh, it, the statue represents uh, the man, the myth, the woman. Who knows the person of Glenn, the being. It is Glenn. (laughs) All right, man. That's going to do it for us. Uh, Let's go over there. See you, brother. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.